everybody. I am joined by Maria Canales. You know her from her work with Ring of Honor, WWE, Impact, uh, all around the world. You've been featured as a wrestler, as a manager. Now you have a new role with Ring of Honor. You're on the board of directors. You're helping oversee uh, the return of women's wrestling, uh, women's wrestling Wednesdays on Ring of Honor. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about your new role, what goes into that, uh, what we saw this week the, with the premiere. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good. Uh, so I, I wanted to start with talking about your new role. You returned to Ring of Honor uh, not too long ago. Uh, you, you started as helping with the experience Facebook page. Now you're taking a, a more, uh, I guess, executive role is the way to put it. Uh, you have uh, you have a more of a hands-on role. It seems like more using your voice more to show what the return of women's wrestling to Ring of Honor is going to be like. Uh, as I mentioned, you're you're on the board of directors. And what what do you like what was the the original pitch to come back to the company because it like was it always for the women's tournament yeah i think that ring of honor knew that um whatever i was going to do next in my career was going to be uh to help others more um and working with the women's division was the first thing that popped in my mind and then when I talked to them about it, they were like, yes, that's what we want. So it all just came together. When I first was released, I didn't even know if I was going to come back to wrestling because we didn't know COVID was, it, we didn't know, like, is this going to be, you know, a couple months thing? Is this going to be a few years? Um, Mike and I, my husband and I, we talked about just me taking a step back completely and using my degree and going into another field and then him just going on the road for months at a time to not bring virus home with him. So there was a lot of things that were coming into play. So when we got around to having this conversation with Ring of Honor, um, instantly it was something to work with the women, have more of a backstage role. Um, to bring the women's division back into ring of honor. So um, that was right off the bat. That's what I wanted to do. And that's what they wanted me to do. And one thing I did want to mention is if anybody didn't know about it, you do have your degree uh, from Johnson and Wales university. Mm -hmm. uh, congratulations on that. I know it's not easy going back to school. So <laughs> congratulations for that. But Thank you. Yeah, it was um, it was one of those things after I was released from WWE, I, I wanted to have my degree. I wanted to finish. So um, I ended up going back. I, I got a degree in sports entertainment event management. Um, I have been accepted to get my NBA. I'd started it last year. Um, I plan on uh, working on that this fall um, after things kind of calm down a little bit. Um, after the tournament. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that was a really important thing for me to do. And then I do know you, you were starting to, uh, and this was all before COVID, but you were starting an event planning business. Mm -hmm. So how did those two experiences really help ease you into or bridge the gap between being an on-air performer and now what you're doing with Ring of Honor for the women's division and the experience? So for me, um, I had started my event planning company a couple of years ago. Um, I've been doing it for about almost five years now. 
Um, but when COVID hit, I had to take a step back from it. We haven't really done any events because the last thing I wanted was to be in an event that became like a super spreader event. And that just doesn't, um, I, I wouldn't want to ever do that. Um, but having that, you learn to deal with people. Um, you are really hands-on with event planning, especially for weddings, um, because it's a very personal event. Um, just like women's wrestling careers, um, when you're bringing in a woman to have a match or to have them stay long-term, you have to remember they're still human beings. Um, this is their career. This is their livelihood. This is their passion. Um, and you have to keep that in mind. Um, so in that sense, uh, de dealing with brides and working with brides and working with women in wrestling um, I do use those experiences to help guide me, but also with my degree in sports entertainment event management, it's a little bit of everything that I learned, everything from HR to budgeting to, um, to writing out an uh, event day script um, from opening and closing of an event um, from load in and load out. You know, we, I think my final, um, one of my final uh, projects was 75 pages long um, because it was everything. It was uh, running a giant arena. Um, so you learn about the ins and outs of all of that, but the best uh, way to learn is experience. And so I'm learning on a daily basis with my new role. And it's a very important to me to um, have open communication, um, and to be a sponge and to want to learn. How important is it? And I mean, I, I know this is probably early to say, but how important is it for you to establish, uh, not a protocol, but like your identity as an executive, as a board member, so that you can almost set a precedent for maybe somebody else that wants to do that in the future, because, uh, you, you've seen the conversation many times over the years and it, it's becoming more prevalent, but like women are feeling like they are phased out of wrestling. And uh, Taylor Wilde said in one of her podcasts about being on the wrong side of Thursday and feeling like women, once you hit a certain age, like, okay, your in rings done, but what's the next step for you? And you're seeing, uh, Madison Rain was producing and doing commentary and Gail Kim is doing that with impact. And uh, I, I talked to Alley Cat a couple weeks ago and she produced her own show mm -hmm. as part of the collective. And it's like all of these behind the scenes roles are there, but like, what do you think the, what do you think was holding people back from either trying to do them early on or do you think- the hardest like thing um, is for people to visualize things um, and to be able to see themselves in different roles um, or for uh, the people in management to see a woman in that role because they hadn't seen it before. What does that look like? What, you know, having a woman come in to produce her own show or having a woman come in to work with heels at AEW or what does it look like to have Madison producing and writing? What does that look like? And once those things are starting to be established, it becomes easier. I mean, I, I talk about Renee because you all of a sudden seeing a woman at commentary talking about wrestling in more of a business sense rather than backstage as a wrestler. 
So um, that's really important because now the fans can see um, a different side of women in wrestling. So this is a gradual process. There have been a lot of women in the past that have helped out with these things that have worked through these things, but they haven't been as visual. So it's finding those people, whether it be Madison or whether it be Renee or whether it be Gail and, and honing in on that and how are they doing it and, and, you know, how are they representing themselves and trying to, uh, to do that same thing in my own way. And you have another one of those names in Mickey James, who has been vocal about, about wanting to help out. And I don't, want to gloss over what she said, I would just encourage people to go watch what she had to share on Gaw TV this past week. But it, it's strange to me. And I know it's, I may be in a unique situation because I, I mean, for example, I live in a house full of women, so I'm more uh, understanding and accepting of, Hey, it's just like, it's a normal thing. Whereas I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like there shouldn't be as much shock value in the, the good old boy business part of it still being around. But um, so I hear it a little bit, uh, you know, back in back in my day kind of stuff. And it doesn't work anymore. That just it, it doesn't work in our society nowadays because there's just there's too much other things going on. There's social media, Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. But, um, so now women and men and wrestling fans and talent, we see a lot more about what is out there. So that good old boy kind of mentality doesn't work. Um, you know, there, there's a way of protecting the business that doesn't mean being a dickhead. <laughs> You don't, you don't need to be like that. You can protect the business and not be an asshole. Um, and it's called respect. And uh, luckily, like I've always had in Ring of Honor, uh, they respect me, I respect them, and we just do our work. And eventually, I don't want them to see me as a, a girl or a she. I just want them to see me as another employee that's doing her job really well. Um, and that, that is when I know that I have succeeded when I'm no longer looked at as, uh, a girl and I'm just looked at as a person doing their job. Uh, I'm going to ask for your opinion as, uh, the board member, uh, as I mentioned before, women's division Wednesday just kicked off this week. We saw, uh, the first match in it was almost two years between the women's division. And I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on the reception so far about just having women's wrestling back? Because before the pandemic, it was supposed to be the pure championship tournament and the women's championship tournament. And we've seen what uh, almost like a kick in the ass, if that's okay to say, but you know, it, the, the pure division has really like, given fans a vested interest, another vested interest in ring of honor. So what do you think about the reception to women's division Wednesday? And, you know, what, what do you think it can be for the company the rest of this year? It's, it's been fantastic. I mean, 
I'm super excited to see the fans reaction. The fans, uh, like I had said on Twitter, I think earlier today, the fans are the megaphone. They are the ones that are getting the word out there, especially with the show on YouTube. Um, and I feel as if they've taken really well to it to see four brand new faces in ring of honor to, um, see a really good match where everybody had an opportunity to show what they could do. And it went to time. And I genuinely was surprised when it was time. I was like, what, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, um, cause I was so invested in the match and I feel like fans felt the same way of like, oh, it's time. Um, and that's exciting to me. And for the rest of the year, you're going to keep seeing these brand new matches on women's division Wednesday. You're going to see them on television. You're going to see them in the tournament. You're going to see them on pay-per-views, um, once we get the tournament going. So like, this is going to become a major part of ring of honor as big of a part as the pure division was. So as soon as this tournament gets going, we're going to have as much of a spotlight as the pure division did. We're going to give it as much care as we did the pure division. So um, that's, that's really exciting for the girls because they're going to have that time um, to show off their craft. They worked hard. Let's see it. And I think one of the other cool things about this, uh, the, the presentation of it is uh, you have the, the, I'll specify the, the four ladies that uh, debuted last night. You have Hyan, Laney Luck, Roxy, and Max the Impaler all have their own respective followings. Like I thought that was really cool where I maybe not, know all of their work as a you know as a whole but i know their names i, I kind of know like oh uh I, i've seen them work for uh title match wrestling in texas and i i know kind of where they've worked before instead of just having like these brand new fresh faces like and spending time to build them up they already have sort of a following do you feel like that like how involved were you in the, in the talent selection process with putting these, maybe this match or just names in the tournament? So this match was, uh, this group was um, chosen before I came completely into my role. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have any say in these particular four. Would I have chosen that? Of course, <laughs> like they're all very talented. Um they and moving forward, um, even though like some matches will be from January, um, some matches will be from last month. So some um, some girls I had a hand in picking and some I did not moving forward. Um, but there's so much talent. It is very difficult. It is very difficult to choose. Um, and it's you know, you're putting all these pieces together because They've got huge fan followings. They do a certain style of wrestling. And then you're putting up against someone like Maxi Impaler, who definitely has another, uh, a different side of wrestling. And then you've got um, Roxy, who reminds me so much of Diana and Nikki and like that, uh, that style of wrestling um, that, you know, you're, you're looking at the, this group and there's just, there's just a very different feel to them. 
Um, and moving forward, it's going to be the same thing where you're meeting faces that you kind of know from indies um, and you know they've got a following and then their style of wrestling is being put up against another style of wrestling. Uh, anything I won't, I know we're going to find out more names as we go each week, but anything that you are particularly excited for fans to get a chance to see once it debuts, not, I won't ask a person, but like, is there, is there a match that like you kind of saw and you were like, Oh man, this is really gonna like catch on or just anything in particular you're really proud of as far as like overseeing this. Yes. There is. And um, it should be happening in the next couple of weeks. And um, because we have our schedule laid out for at least the month month of May right now. So I know which ones are coming up. Um, And yes, and it's two people. One is um, she's a known champion um, and she is incredibly talented her story is fantastic and then there's another that spent a ton of time outside the country um working on her craft and the two of them coming together and the match that they were able to create is really something i'm i'm excited for and something that they should be proud of um i'm also excited about doing these zoom calls um, with the girls to let them know that they're going to be in the tournament and giving them this ticket to gold because they didn't know before I called them. So you're going to see these calls and some of them are like, they're not at home and they're like, you know, uh, they're disheveled or so that's very funny to me too, because, um, I wanted their reaction. I want the fans to be able to feel, um, their emotion and like the things that I get to experience, um, because now I have this position, I want the fans to have it too, because that's fun. And that is, that's what ring of honor is about, um, is, you know, uh, peeling back the curtain a little bit because this is so athletic based, um, that you, and, and, and so sports-based that you get to see that, but you also get to see, uh, the real side of, um, these individuals. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, I, I know some stuff about zoom calls goes viral for the wrong reason or funny reason, but honestly, I've been a part of some of these, like just doing this for my, like my job. And it's kind of funny how sometimes people forget they'll like pick up the phone. They're like, Oh, Hey, where are you, what are you doing? Like, where am I? Uh, Oh, wait, I'm on, I'm on video. I can't just talk to you. And, and, and just getting that genuine reaction is like really, you know, it's genuine. It's enjoyable. You can see what people really care about. Like, I, and that is what you see in the ring is what are they fighting for? What, what is really important to them? What, and doing these zoom calls in this way, like, I, I feel like you get a little bit of a little taste of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, uh, Next week will be the first one. And then we'll go from there. Um, some of them are going to be great. Some of them I'm sure are going to be freaking awful. <laughs> You're going to be like, all right, well, maybe we'll, uh, you know, scrap that one, but, um, but maybe it'll be so awful. It's good. I don't know. Um, this is, this is fun. I think we're all finding out that you, you- you're being challenged, especially this past year to be creative, put yourself out there. And maybe this is another way that people become more endearing or they catch on 
and you know may, maybe they make a fan buy one of those awful phone calls or whatever but uh I want- have like these fancy backgrounds and like they've got like all of their equipment like you know and other ones are like chilling on their phone it's just it's so fun yeah i i have my lovely green screen so yeah. i'm not gonna <laughs> this room that i'm in was our virtual school room slash my office slash the toddler tears everything apart and now i kind of have it back so <laughs> oh yeah i i do all of uh my interviews in my bedroom because my bedroom is the quiet quietest room in the house mm-hmm. um with two kids and there's um windows everywhere and i have my little um light as well so like the lighting is nice so i'm always like super comfy chilling in my bed like talking to people so <laughs> yeah th- this year i didn't really i was like oh what's the purpose of a ring light and then i found out this year like oh it looks it, it it actually makes you look better. So, uh-huh. uh huh. I wanted to circle back uh, and talk about your career a little bit. Uh, when when you started in wrestling, you obviously started with WWE, part of the Divas era, and uh, went to Ring of Honor, went to Impact, went back to WWE. Do you, even though you you started with WWE, do you feel like coming back to Ring of Honor is like a full circle moment, even though it's not where you started. Yeah. I, um, when I first started at WWE, I thought that was it. Like that's the only place in the world that you can work. Um, I was also 22 and from a small town and I, I didn't have a whole lot of worldly view. So, um, while I was there, I started learning about other wrestling companies and, um, being ring being in ring of honor um the first time around really opened my eyes to what it's like to have a little bit more creative freedom um and to find myself um and that was just that was the biggest thing for me is um and that's what changed my career so much and the trajectory of it because then i found a totally new character that i could be um, and was able to broaden out in that sense. And so then now being back in ring of honor and being able to give this opportunity to others, it's, it's great. Like it does feel full circle. It seems like this is where I'm supposed to be. I know you've defended it before and I don't, I don't necessarily think I, I agreed with it, but the perception that you portrayed a dumb character in WWE, I feel like you know, it, it was more like an evolution and I, I saw it for what it was. It was a character on TV and, you know, that's not representative of you. But then when you started in Ring of Honor, you, you know, you were the, the first lady and very proper. And do you feel like there's also those parallels in your first WWE stint? to the second one compared to the first ring of honor run and the second one where it's more of an evolution and mm-hmm. people shouldn't ex- I don't even know if that's the right way. Like people shouldn't expect you to be that character the whole time, but it's more just showing progress and they should come along for the ride with you instead of expecting what they've already seen. Yeah. I mean, it's like, we're all growing up together. You're seeing me grow up everybody. Like, <laughs> 
and that and that's really at the end of the day what it is is i i came in as a very young girl and um i played a very ditzy character and um i grew from there and then you know it's transitioned again and again and um i've been asked many times as of late like how have i been able to evolve and stick around in wrestling this long. And I think because I don't take myself too seriously, it's like, all right, well, we did that. Okay. That's cool. And then we'll, we'll move on um, from whatever that character was. I also, I don't hate the years. Like um, I, I don't hate the fact that I'm getting older and that wearing uh, the tiny little lingerie does not look the same as it did when I was 22. That's okay. It's cool. Um, my husband thinks I'm better now. So that's all that matters at the end of the day, um, as far as that department. So, um, yeah, we should just all enjoy this ride together. It's, it's crazy, but it's fun. I won't, I'm not going to call myself old. I don't think we are yet, but it's kind of funny seeing like I'm 35. And when you have that like aha moment of, wow, I, I remember thinking when I was 25 or 21, like, oh, I'll never be like that. And then when it happens, you're like that moment of realization. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm going to be 40 next year. So and this is my 17 year in the industry. So like when I first started, I was like, oh, well, I'll be done, retired at 30, probably live in a mansion in Los Angeles. You know, I won't ever have to work again. And then I got to 30 and I was like, wait a minute that's not going to work. Like <laughs> I might've been able to like uh, retire in a cardboard box or something, but like, yeah, no life, life happens. And we're just, we're just on this wild ride. It's like a, when you go and you ride the bull at like the bar, that's basically what life is. Either hold on or you get thrown off and get, yeah, and get, then, and the then you get thrown off. You're not dead. You're fine. You get back on. All right, here we go. Drink a little bit more. You'll be fine. You know, it's just, that's life. Uh, one other way you, you have evolved is just being separate from Mike for the most part. Like I, I thought one thing that was really nice was that your, you guys just re-signed contracts. Uh, they were announced separately. It mm -hmm. wasn't Mike and Maria Bennett or, you yeah. know, Maria and Mike Canellis or how, you know, whatever order you want to list them in, but it was Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis Bennett. And you were the power couple for many years. You were in the kingdom, you know, you, you were always an on-screen couple. Like mm -hmm. now you're doing, you're, you're doing your own respective things. He's busy with OGK. And how important was that coming back just, I mean, maybe to ring of honor or in general to have your own identity and how, you know, after having, it came after not only a successful run on your own before you guys met, but it also came after a successful run in ring of honor and mm -hmm. all, you know, ring of honor impact and WWE. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, Mike is very interested in doing a singles run as well as, um, his work with OGK, um, because he's getting to that point in his life that he's, he, he wants to see what he can do and if he can still, uh, keep up with the guys. And I know that he's very interested in the pure title. Um, and it's about those challenges and it's about growing. Um, it was important for us to work separately. 
Um, I, I wanted to work with the women's division as much as I love working with the OGK. I'm sure it'll happen again. Um, I'm sure I'll be, you know, uh, I'll end up doing something with them at some point, but right now my focus is on the women's tournament and on the women's division. Um, so yeah. And I think after spending almost a year together in quarantine because of COVID, I think working separately has been lovely. So, uh, you know, that's, but, but that's, you know, that's relationships and that's working together. We work together for a long time. Now we're going to do something different. Then we'll work together again. So that's just how it goes. I absolutely understand where you're coming from about being stuck in quarantine together. And I will leave it at that. (laughs) And you have a, a young, you have young kids like that, that adds to it too, because you can't, you can't be your own person when you have young children. You're like, you're the snack person. You're basically mm-hmm. like a chef all day long with yep. young children. Um, whether that means you're whipping up some goldfish or a drink, it's just constant. Or so you, um, you start eating their snacks too. Oh, yes. <laughs> the other day I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I don't even like this. And I'm trying to get him to eat something and I'm eating it too. And I'm like, what? But that that's what happens. And um, to find yourself as an individual is very important. Have that space in your mind of like, this is me. I'm going to close with this. This started as like a, a pandemic playlist and it's kind of evolved. But is there a match that you've either wrestled yourself or been a part of that you really feel like is representative of your work in the wrestling business? Ooh, um, I know it's big picture, but no, no, I, it's kind of vague, but you know, that I've been a part of, um, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's a match, but I, there is, uh, the wedding segment and impact that I think is probably the biggest growth of my career um, because so many people still talk about it. That and when the boys won the IWGP tag team titles um, in New Japan. So I I think that those two moments um, are really like, at least in my own head, are defining moments of my career. And, And the evolution match, I mean, the the match at evolution and being able to work with such an incredible group of women and my daughter sitting out in the crowd like oh so good but um yeah so i don't know if it's necessarily a match but there are moments that i think are representative of uh my career as a whole normally i i would pitch it as is there a match in the women's division coming up, but we're all going to have to wait and see what that is every, every Wednesday. But uh, the wedding segment I, I know is online. They put the whole entire thing up. So that probably is the best wrestling wedding segment there's ever been. I know we had the one where Johnny Bravo got shot this year, but that one in particular was uh I, it was amazing. Like everything went right. Like, you know, you played your role to perfection. And then with Allie and Braxton and uh, 
I'll have to the the evolution and Allison K. I mean, and Allison just so subtle with her like eye movements and just it was so and Mike just drunk the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just yeah. I mean, and Madison produced that. Um, so that's another really important thing to me is like witnessing her producing it. Um, it really inspired me. It, like just to see a woman in that position was, it was inspiring to me. And hopefully some of the women that are working with you right now have some of the same inspiration by taking cues from you. Uh, As I mentioned, you guys can check out women's division Wednesdays every week on ring of honor. Maria, you can catch on uh, ring of honor is the experience. Uh, I'm really excited to see what you, you keep continuing to get a chance to put your fingerprint on, whether it's uh, the experience or the women's division, or we see you come back on screen. I feel like uh, not enough credit is given to you for your, your contributions to the wrestling business. And uh, I, I've wanted to do this for a long time because uh, I appreciate your work. Uh, I appreciate uh your opinions about your work and, you know, uh, thanks for your time. Thank you. You have a fabulous day.